Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. On this episode, I talk to Dr. Kayleen Henderson. She is a medically trained child health specialist, and she gives talks about parenting and mental health. I find her really inspiring. She is a mom to three herself, so I can totally relate to that. And she has some really good insight and some uplifting messages about how we should parent children. And in my talk with her, how we should parent anxious kids. We had a really unique conversation that talked about our parenting style, how our childhood influences our parenting style, and how we can tweak that or keep that. And also how we have to empower our anxious kids, highlight the positive, and she talks about believing in them, even maybe when they don't believe in themselves, to send them an empowering message. It was really interesting, and it was a good reminder of how to walk that fine line between empowering and accommodating. And she, she talks about it in such an uplifting, non-judgmental, inspiring way. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with her as much as I did. I also have this conversation on YouTube. So if you're more of a visual person or you're like, Hey, I want to see this interview. You can go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash C backslash anxious toddlers 78. If you're joining my podcast and my interviews, please make sure to rate it with a star on iTunes or leave a review wherever you download your podcast. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Kayleen Henderson. Well, I want to welcome Dr. Kayleen Henderson to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your wisdom. I'm really appreciative. Pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So I wonder before we start, I have a lot of really good questions I want to ask you. Um, but could you talk a little bit about your website and a dose of awesomeness, which I love the name of your website. (laughs) Thank you. Um, yeah, I'd love to, A, a dose of awesomeness came about because I present a lot of seminars around Australia and, and I always have a long line of parents wanting to ask me questions at the end and worried, I guess, that their kids are flawed or broken, you know, which is never the case. Um, And what I realised was that there are a lot of similar questions that came up that I could really provide guidance for parents about, um, which would just help parents learn those few extra strategies and skills that they might need to help help their children bring out, you know, bring out the best in their kids, I guess, help them overcome whatever challenges they were facing um, that certainly never meant they were flawed, but just perhaps adding a little bit of awesomeness where that was required um, might be might be a wonderful way to help parents and their kids. Um, I guess all our kids have, you know, unique temperaments. They're unique individuals and they will all face different challenges through life. So sometimes as much as we can go into parenthood, I'm a mother of three myself, as much as we can go into parenthood thinking that, you know, we know how this is going to roll, there are often things that we face with our kids that we're just not expecting and we just don't know how to help them through. Um, So the idea was just to provide some instant online advice through video and some tip sheets, which will just help parents learn those few extra skills and strategies that will help bring out the best in their kids. Yeah. And I love that. And I actually didn't realize, I mean, that makes sense. The name of your website, A Dose of Awesomeness, because it it is very positive. 
and highlighting the strengths and how to tap into those strengths. So you talk about how, you know, we have like these typical parenting approaches that I think all of us have from maybe how we were parented. And actually you had a really interesting article on your website about that too. I was seeing about the mummy wars (laughs) and not zombie mommy (laughs) for us in America, (laughs) but mummy mommy. And when I was reading that, I thought that was really interesting because I think a lot of times we parent the way that our our parents parented us. And for anxious kids in particular, it just doesn't work. And there are a lot of great tips that you offer for like in order to how to parent anxious kids that are very counterintuitive. And so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about what you were discussing in that article as far as how we parent and how our parents impact us. Absolutely. It's actually, it's a concept that I found incredibly helpful to have learned in my specialist training, actually. So I love to share it. Uh, So the concept relates to memory and the memory that we often think about when we think about memory is a type of explicit memory called autobiographical memory. Now, these are the memories of things that have happened to us. So they contain a story. Uh, The story's got you in it. It's a story of something that's happened to you, um, you know, like what you had for breakfast, your favourite travel memory, how you got to work yesterday, you know, those sorts of memories that we all relate to. And they're encoded in language. So we don't have those types of autobiographical memories from when we were really little because we didn't yet have the language skills to be able to encode them. Now, the other type of memory that's really important when it comes to parenting is a type of implicit memory called procedural memory. And this isn't the memory of what's happened to us, but it's the memory of how we do things and in particular how we do things that we need to be able to do on autopilot. So something like how we how we ride a bike. Now. Interestingly, these memories aren't encoded in language, so these are laid down from the very beginning. And the way that we were parented, the way that we were interacted with from very young, is encoded in procedural memory so that when we get on and become a parent, we can just get on and parent, just like we would get on and ride a bike. You might not even have the autobiographical memory of when you learnt to ride a bike, but when you jump on the bike, you can just get on and do it. And it's the same thing as parenting. You might you might not actually remember why it is that you're parenting the way you are. You might not remember the incidents that sort of informed that memory. But when you interact with your children, whether you comfort them or whether you send them away, the kind of things that get under your skin, whether you're comfortable with them taking risks or whether you feel that you should be protecting them from risks, all those sorts of things that come into parenting on a daily basis, they're very much informed by our procedural memory. Um, I think it's a helpful concept to know about for a couple of reasons. Firstly, you know, it helps explain why partners can often get along beautifully until they become parents. Yeah. Purely based on the fact that we've all had different backgrounds uh, and all therefore have different procedural memories, all different autopilots of how to parent. Um, You know, we can sometimes look at the way each other are are parenting as partners and think, what are you doing? Um, and it's really just because we're, it's like we're watching someone parent 
in a completely wacky way. Just like if we were watching them ride their bike backwards, facing backwards, it just, it, it looks all wrong. It doesn't fit with our own autopilot. So it's helpful to understand that it's not necessarily that one of us is right and one of us is wrong. It's just that we've all got, you know, we're all from different backgrounds. And it's a helpful reminder too that I guess there's, there's, there's really no need to judge anyone who's doing something differently from you. It's, we're, we're all doing our best. I'm actually... I'm actually yet to meet a parent who wasn't trying to do their best or certainly wanting the best for their child. Um, but we've all come from different experiences, come from different backgrounds ourselves. The other helpful thing to take away from it is that even though we have an autopilot, we can absolutely do things off autopilot. Uh, but it's very difficult to know which parts to do differently if we, I guess if we don't stop and reflect on why it is that we're parenting the way we are and whether that's what's most helpful for our child and whether it's a good fit with what the research now says brings out, um, you know, brings out the best in our kids, promotes resilience and independence in our children, which is certainly something we need to be um, particularly conscious of if our children are prone to anxiety is how do we bring out the best in our kids in terms of resilience. Which is so true. And I think I love that because I do feel like we all have a baseline of where we go back to, where, you know, our parents kind of raised us. And, and a lot of times that baseline isn't great for anxious kids. And it's, it's not a negative thing. I like the way that you said that, because I think a lot of times, sometimes we struggle with our partners too, because we're like, what is wrong with you? Why are you responding that way? And they're going to their baseline. And that's just innately how it is. And my baseline is not great. You know, my baseline is more like frustration and impatience. And so I think a lot of times parents have to make a conscious effort to do something different than what is their baseline. And we're all going to have ugly mommy moments where, (laughs) and ugly dad moments, where we go to the baseline that we're really trying to work away from. And we're human and that's okay. So I like that distinction because I do feel like most of us, now some of us have been just gifted with parents that are parenting in the exact same way that we want to parent, but most of us are trying to move away from our baseline of innately where we want to go. So you brought up a couple of things that kind of go away from my baseline that are, that are awesome and where I think a lot of parents should aspire to. And I want to break down a couple of those different things that are maybe counterintuitive to a lot of parents where they would say, this doesn't sound like typical parenting advice. Why are you telling me to do this? So the first one that you talk about is, um, I'm trying to think how you phrased it, aligning with our children. And I like, I like that phrase aligning. And I wonder if you can speak about that because I think we jump into problem solving. So we either try to fix it depending on our baseline or we discipline it out depending on our baseline. And you talk about aligning. Can you can you go into that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's really interesting the way you say counterintuitive too. Just just as a little you know um, side path, I it's it's so different for all of us, isn't it? Um, because as you say, we'll all be parented in different ways. Some of the stuff that parents did, we'll want to hold on to. Some of the stuff we'll want to move away from. And while it's counterintuitive to one parent, it won't be to the other. 
to the next. Um, and it is really based on our experience, isn't it? But these things are really helpful, particularly when we're looking to build up our anxious kids. Aligning with kids is something that you can use all the time. It, it needn't be just about when you're helping them face their you know, anxious moments. But the, the concept is really that, you know, no one is helped when we line up against our kids. You know, when we line up for power struggle with our kids, it always goes badly. You know, our kids dig their heels in, we get frustrated. It, it all gets more intense and amped up and, and everyone loses in a power struggle. There's no, there's no win-win. Um, what I've learnt as a parent but also from my, from my training is that it works so much better when you line up with your child against a problem rather than lining up against your child. And you can do this in all sorts of situations. So even if it's tackling the crazy morning rush, getting out of the house in the mornings that we can all relate to as parents, uh, rather than lining up in a power struggle morning after morning, having it go badly, it's much more helpful to say something to your child where you communicate that alignment. So you say something like, you know what, you and I are finding it really tricky to get out, of the, get out of the house in the morning and get to school without it all getting tense and a bit shouty. What can we both do to make this better? Um, what can you do to make this better, do you think? What can I do? Okay, well, let's do that. Let's do that. That's a good plan. You know, it sounds like we've got a plan for tomorrow morning. Um, you can see just the way you communicate it. It's really... You and I are facing this problem together. You know, how do we do this? But at the same time, you're also coaching children with problem-solving skills, which is incredibly important for them to learn. Um, children aren't helped when we jump in and solve their problems for them. They, they need to learn how to solve problems just as they need to learn so many things that we teach them in order to become independent. Uh, in order to not need us when they're in the schoolyard or in the workplace later on. We actually want them to be able to stand on their own two feet and think, how do I solve this? What are my options? So that's what you're coaching them from a very early age. And the steps that you take to do that are to first clarify that you've got the problem right, that you understand what the problem is. Um, so when they come to you with a problem, you say, okay, so let me get this straight. So this is the problem. Okay, got it. Um, just in case you find yourself off, you know, on the wrong page. Then communicate that empathic understanding, which just says to your kids, I get it. It really sets the tone for that, for that alignment, I guess. When you're communicating to your kids, okay, I understand. Sounds like that's really tricky for you. Or sounds like that's made you feel really worried. Or sounds like that's made you feel really sad. And then really you're just saying to your kids, Rather than you jumping in and providing a solution, you're saying to them simply, do you think you need to do anything about it? What are your options? What have you come up with? And which one are you going to go with? It really is as simple as that. But you can see you're putting it, you're aligning with your child but putting the expectation on them that they, they are very capable of coming up with solutions to their problems, which not only teaches them problem-solving skills, but it really builds on their sense of competence and that they are a capable, a, a capable person who will be equally capable of doing this even when they're away from you. I hope you're enjoying my interview with Dr. Kayleen Henderson, and we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more 
parenting support, check out Natasha's parenting e-courses on a variety of topics. Each parenting e-course includes a series of teaching videos that can be watched at your own pace. For more information, visit anxioustoddlers.com forward slash parenting hyphen videos. And I love that because I think, I think a lot of times it seems like you're just, you know, trying to teach problem solving in the moment, but I like the way that you're kind of highlighting that you're actually, you're teaching them how to problem solve through life by uh, collaborating with them and aligning with them. It's not just about your dynamic with them. It's about how they're going to interface with the world, which is great. And I think you could do this with any age. Um, just recently with my six-year-old, she was very anxious about being late to school. It was just this new anxiety that just popped up out of nowhere. And instead of kind of swooping in and just being like, I'm going to make sure that you get there on time. It's not a big deal. And just calm down. It's going to be fine. And kind of squash and, and really not validate her fears. I just said, okay, I know that you're really anxious and you're waking up at like five o'clock in the morning and we don't have to leave until eight because you're freaking out. What should we do about this? You know, and then her and my, and she only sex, but her and my son got together and they said, maybe we, maybe mom, you need to wake us up earlier. And I said, okay. So then when I did wake them up at, ugh, unfortunately, 630, <laughs> they didn't yell at me because it was their plan. Yeah. And then I said, and if they did get upset, I said, you told me to wake you up early. Is this okay? And they, they took more ownership. So I love, I love your point because I think it does, it does really help. Now, you were also talking about self-reliance, which is another thing I actually wanted to talk to you about because I think with anxious kids in particular, it's really hard to, to try to encourage self-reliance. And I think a lot of times parents think they're being cruel if they're trying to encourage self-reliance. So I wonder what suggestions you'd have for that? That's a great question. Um, And there's a couple of things in that. Firstly, you know, if you do align with your kids, then there's there's sort of no perceived sense of cruelty. I think you're exactly right. If we line up against our kids and say, right, you need to be on this, the end, um, without that sense of alignment, more in that sort of power struggle sense, then it can feel cruel, but it's it's actually not what's most helpful. So again, being careful to align with your kids as you do this, then you know, then it, it's a win-win. Um, the other thing I would say is the most important thing as we're helping our children is to help them just enough, and by that I mean just enough for them to be able to do things by themselves. That's what helps our kids learn new skills, become more independent and and really develop that internalised sense that they are a competent, capable human being. Um, I often think of my dad who used to loosen the jam jar lid just enough that it wasn't impossible anymore but it was still pretty tricky so that when you do tackle those tricky things as a kid, you get a sense that, you know what, I did that. I, it, got t- it got tricky there for a little while, but, but I could manage that. Anything you can do to provide those moments for kids is actually really helpful for them and not cruel at all. I also often think about my, one of my kids who, when she was tiny, she was, you know, this gorgeous, blonde, curly-haired, 18-month-old who was always really little and you know, really relish in opportunities to be able to conquer some tricky task that she would have otherwise found challenging. 
she used to do this fabulous thing where she couldn't yet say, yes, I did it by myself when she tackled something. But instead she would throw both her arms up in the air and declare, self, super cute on this tiny person. But, but it was actually more than that as well. I used to look at her having these self moments and think they, they are the moments that build you up, you know, those self moments they every time I see you have one, you seem to grow in in competence, and that you're you know you're more capable than you were the moment before you had them. They're actually incredibly important for our kids in building resilience. Um, and the more opportunities we can give our kids to have those self moments by helping them just enough, uh, the better. The other thing I'd say about doing this with your anxious kids is what I've learned personally as a parent. Um, is that sometimes it's not always about your autopilot. It's not always about how you were raised. It informs how you parent. I've learned personally that sometimes we just parent our anxious kids a little differently because life seems tricky for them anyway. It seems hard enough and that it doesn't take much to tip them over the edge sometimes. So we can, even if it's not in our autopilot, we can sometimes be tempted to to hover and make sure life goes as well as it can for these kids because we don't want them having to go through any more than they already are. Um, From a personal example, one of my kids was going through a bit of an anxious patch when she was five. Uh, It was in her first year of school and there was a context of social problems that the school were handling well, but my child, by virtue of her temperament, was finding it all very anxiety provoking Um, and I realized then when I was thinking about how to help her that I had I'd been I'd become someone who sort of started to hover and and I wasn't providing her with opportunities to have those self moments I was absolutely helping her too much because I wanted to protect her from any more discomfort or stress and it was all very well intentioned But I realised one of the things that I needed to do in helping her was actually to take a step back and and let her do more for herself and challenge herself and take risks and for me to be okay with that. Um, And one of the things that was really the turning point, I was going to say for her, but it was for me as well, she'd been asking to catch the school bus for quite some time. At that stage I had, you know, her as a five-year-old, I also had a three-year-old and a one-year-old and I was off taking some time off work from, you know, spend time with my little ones for a little while. And I'd always said, oh, you don't need to catch the bus, darling. I'll, I'll drive you to school. I'm, you know, I like, I like taking you to school, meeting your friends and seeing your teacher, etc. cetera. Um, but at the time I thought, you know what, maybe that's one of those things I can let her do. Maybe I can let her have a self moment as she catches the bus as much as that's going to pain me putting my five-year-old, my anxious five-year-old on the school bus. Um, so I did. I said to her again in that aligning way, you know what, I've been thinking about you and how capable you are and you have been asking me for a while to catch the school bus and you know what, I know you've got this. If that's still something you'd like to do, I know you'll be fine. Uh, so she was delighted. She got on the school bus. I had mum spies at the school <laughs> that were reporting back to me to make sure whether she made it in or not. And I remember the message that I got from one of my friends who was acting as a mum spy that morning um, <laughs> to make sure she made it. 
And she texted me and said, your daughter just walked in and just swaggered into school like she owned it was the text. <laughs> and I, funny. Which is like the, the self-equivalent, the walk equivalent of a self moment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really helpful for me because that, from that moment on, that really was a pivotal moment for her um, in becoming more resilient and overcoming her anxiety. And I remember thinking, gosh, the more, the more we can do, the more we can do to do less, and I know that sounds a bit odd, um, the more we can do to do less and for our kids to actually, you know, be responsible, be capable, uh, and to see those qualities in themselves, that's really important. They can't see themselves as capable if we do everything for them. They just can't see themselves as, you know, someone who can manage out in the world if we're always micromanaging them. They just can't. Uh, it was really helpful for me as a parent to learn that. Even though I knew the theory, I found myself doing it anyway. But it was really helpful for me to see the very powerful impact it had on my daughter um, when I did expect more of her. It was, it was very empowering for her. Yeah, and I, I think it's so true because I think we know that, but it's still so hard to let go and and believe in our kids because of maybe their past behavior or because how we're, we're thinking their behavior is going to be. And when we kind of flinch before an action because of our expectations that are sometimes based in reality of the past, we're we're actually showing our kids that we're anticipating their struggle. And I love your story because I think that's so true. And I have a similar story with my youngest who went to kindergarten too. And I was just like completely freaked out about it because of her past behavior. And I thought I should contact the school counselor. Should I hover? Should I wait in the parking lot? And she was totally fine. And surprised me. Of course, I faked it till I made it. And I was just like, you got this, you know, but inside I thought, oh, she's going to completely crumble. I had my phone on me waiting for the phone call. And so I think as parents of anxious kids, we have to, we have to believe in our kids and, and they have to believe in themselves. And I think when we are there with us, with the safety net waiting to catch them, we're conveying that they're going to need it. And that's so hard because it's, it's this balancing act because sometimes they do need help, but they, we have to let them fall first and then help them learn how to pick themselves up, which is a really good point. So I want to talk about your advice packs. Um, they're, they're really simple and easy and informative. You have quite a few different themes. I especially like the bravery one just because it speaks to anxiety um, so I wonder if you can talk about what they are. We'll we'll focus on the bravery one, but I do want I do want you to let people know about the other ones too because I think they're they're super helpful. Well, thanks, Natasha. But they're certainly designed to be helpful, and they're designed to be really easy to access. There's um, people just sign up on my website, and then they'll gain instant access to a video presentation. So I think the dose of bravery is about a forty minute video that they can then watch on their phone or iPad or computer. Um, and it's, it's essentially me teaching them about lots of strategies that will help their children to become more resilient, including some of the ones we spoke about today, but lots more as well. And then it goes on to speak specifically about anxiety. So what it is, how it presents, when to be worried, uh, the different types of anxiety disorders. 
And because all of our kids will feel anxious from time to time, to time not just the kids who are struggling with an anxiety disorder, but all of them, because anxiety is a universal human experience, uh, it teaches parents strategies to, I guess, just guide their children through those anxious moments. So how do we speak to our children about anxiety? What strategies can we teach them to use when they are feeling anxious? Um, how can we push them out of their comfort zone in that way that aligns with them towards, towards bravery? So it's really practical. And then there's a range of printable tip sheets uh, and resources that go along with that. So there's a template for a sort of step ladder. Uh, if your child is facing something that's a little bit big to face all in one go and you need to break that out, down into you know, different steps, um, there's a little pinwheel template for helping your child learn slow breathing for their anxiety. There's a few different things there that will just help you as you teach your child the strategies that they will need to become more resilient and to become more brave, I guess. Uh, and the others follow the same format. So I should say you can just continue to access these for as long as you like. So you can share them with your, with your partner. You can have them there as a refresher for a year or two years' time if you're feeling a bit stuck. Um, I really try to make them as accessible as I can to everyone. Uh, the other ones re relate to, so there's a dose of school readiness, which talks about how to work out if your child is ready to start school, um, how to prepare them for a good start to school and a really resilient approach to their learning at school. Uh, there's another on teaching children to calm down from big feeling states and managing meltdowns and tantrums, so that's a dose of calm. And there's a dose of awesome toddlerhood with lots of practical strategies for, I guess, just teaching your toddler socially appropriate behaviour. We teach our kids so many things. Um, discipline should really be seen in the same way. So how do we teach our kids socially appropriate behaviour? And it goes through lots of strategies for that. And then there's a dose of seriously awesome parenting, which is just general, uh, general advice on a whole range of aspects of parenting. That because we all do have a different autopilot and a different procedural memory relating to parenting, I thought it was, would be useful to provide, I guess, an overview of all the things that the research says is most helpful for our kids so that as we're watching that, we can go through, okay, well, I do that one, I do that one, I hadn't thought to do that one. Um, or I've seen my partner do that one and I thought he was doing the wrong thing because I thought he was just riding his bike in some wacky way. Um, but it's really just to provide those prompts so that we can fine-tune our parenting in order to bring out the best in our children. I'll certainly plan to be adding to the advice packs over time, but that's, that's what's there for now because they were, I guess they met the need of the most common questions I was always asked by parents. So I really wanted to get something out there as quickly as I could to share with them so that people can access that information right away and get started with their kids rather than having to wait for an appointment with someone, you know, go through that whole referral process, which might still be necessary, but there's a lot that we can do you know, with our kids straight away. And I think that's nice that there is, there is a lot of support online. And I think that there's a lot more online classes and videos that you can take to help yourself because sometimes it is hard to find some support or to supplement the support that you're already getting. So, and these, um, these advice packs are very easy because they're videos. So they're very entertaining to watch, you know, and I'm one of those people, I like to listen to my information or view my information. You know, I'm always listening to podcasts or audiobooks. And so I feel like your advice pack fits into that. It's just something you can plug in and you can watch, which is nice. 
So how can people access the uh, advice packs? They simply need to go to uh, so adoseofawesomeness.com uh, and you'll see there's a drop-down menu there with the, all the advice packs listed and it really is just a matter of registering for the one that you'd like and then you can download it straight away. Um, each of the videos is accompanied by a corresponding audio file. So if you are more of a listener than a watcher, you can listen instead of watching. Um, but, you know, you can jump on to adoseofawesomeness.com and just, just uh, download those straight away. That's perfect. And I'll leave a link um, if you're listening to this in the podcast, I'll leave a link in the show notes or on my website. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll leave a link below so that you can click it and find her advice packs, which are really awesome. So thank you so much for coming on. You had some really interesting, insightful perspectives on parenting and parenting anxious kids. I love it. Well, thank you, Natasha. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you to all of those fabulously committed parents who have you know, who've watched or listened. Um, I hope that it's been, been of help to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. She is very uplifting and she has some good insight. And if anything, it's just a great reminder to empower our kids, highlight their positives and let them do a little bit more than maybe we would normally feel comfortable with. Give them that wiggle room to possibly fail and don't always rescue them right away a hard thing to do with anxious kids for sure. If you want more information about Dr. Kayleen Henderson, you can go to her website at a dose of awesomeness.com. So you can click that and access her website and her advice packs. You can check out her advice packs on her website. And I will also leave a link below. So until next time, I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.